As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. For the Mannery family, for the Winchester family, uh, all of these, for uh, three different Joes, certainly we want to believe for them, and then especially Joe Baldwin's family for Rose and Shanning and Jerry, all of them, God moving in a mighty way. Brother Guffey dealing with a, uh, an illness, we believe in with him, you're helping him. Jason through a little difficulty, you're helping him. Lord, so many others that need miracles, the Hudson family. Debbie and Charles, the unspoken list, our nation that is so desperate. Oh God, we lift them all before you right now in the name of Jesus. That name, it is bigger than any name. The name that cannot fail. The name that automatically gives us an audience with God. We just believe you to move in a mighty way. Touch that heart, that family, that life, that soul. Encourage that when it's seeking your perfect will for a job or the right one or financial situations, health issues, whatever it might be. We're believing with every single one, grant them the desires of their heart. Move in a mighty way there. We thank you for those you've already moved for. We give you praise. For these that have gathered here this morning, we pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We ask you to take the things of Jesus Make them real to our heart. Keep us from deception and error. We just believe you. You're moving in a mighty, special way for the Shook family, for Riley, uh, for Trent, God, for Megan, for all of them. Move in a mighty way. For Terry, for the Comer family, for Terry and Mike and Chris and Michael, we, we believe for all of them. For all of these, Lord, whatever they're going through, touch their life. Grant that miracle, we'll give you praise because we ask it in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, face old glory with me if you would. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless your heart as you're seated. I want you to, uh, certainly handouts we'll make available to you tonight, uh, probably, or, or after church this afternoon, so that we can uh, give them to you in a good, safe way. All right, I want to be sure you get them. They're an outline form. Uh, if you haven't... Uh, if you wasn't in the service or saw it through social 
media means or television, uh, then, of course, it might not make a lot of sense to you. But if you was in the service and you got the outline, then it'll make a whole lot of sense to you. We're talking about the Christmas season, and we're going to be spending a lot of time there since it's just around the corner, and a special many events uh, coming up. I want to mention them quickly. Uh, while I'm doing that, uh, of course, tomorrow it is the 21st. Have you been told about the Bethlehem Star, which was the star that led the wise men? We don't know that they were three. We know they could have been several. We know they brought three gifts, and that's where people get three. All right, but the wise men that came to worship Jesus knew of the of the proverb of the parable, as we'll look at it. We'll talk about a little bit of that this morning if we get that far. If not, we will this afternoon. All right, but anyhow, tomorrow at, at about five, when the sun goes down at sunset, about 30 minutes after, if you look in the west in this part of the country, you'll be able to see it. If you got some good binoculars, I know you can, they're saying. So if you, if you hadn't seen that, you want to be sure you do it. Remember, it, it, it was, uh, hadn't appeared in 800 years. The big question is why now? The big question is look at our country, why now? Look at the world, why now? Look at where we are as a nation, as families, why now? Why is all this now? Because, church, we've got to open our eyes and see the coming of the Lord is very, very near. While I'm talking, they're talking about many things that are being discussed in our government, we know. Uh, I won't go into that, but some are, could, we would have thought radical a year ago, we wouldn't now. Uh, that what may go on, who, who knows where this is going to go. But we're very concerned when you see states leaving, they're moving out, and we see a, a, a party trying to take over the country. And, and when I hear leaders of, the, of some of these political ones, like one I've, I listened to the other day, talking about making statements like this, you can't be a churchgoer and be in the military. How unlearned is that? How ignorant is that? Our forefathers, think about it, our pilgrims had to fight to win this freedom, had to fight to stay free in this country, and we've always had to fight to keep freedom. Blood, that's why you got the red stripes in the flag. They represent the blood that was shed for many so we could fly that flag. There's a price to pay. What we've got today, seemingly, is a people that have lost their will to fight. They won't even get up and vote. They won't stand up. They're afraid to talk. We still have a constitution. But I listened to that politician say that. And I thought about, no wonder he might think that because he's in a, a very cultic type religious thinking. He's been taken in by society. Some call it a conscientious objector. What was that? Men that, that believed it was wrong to kill. And how'd they get that? Well, none other than from the Bible. Even though, uh, uh, certainly we could see the commands of God, thou shalt not kill. And they say, let's look at that. Did God not say that? He did not say that the way you read it. If you went to a word study or read the definition, he said, thou shalt do no murder. God kills. He anointed men to kill. David was, uh, David's calling certainly was a warrior. He called many warriors. God said, I kill, I make a lie. God said he created evil. Even though you hear a lot of preachers don't point that's in your Bible, we'll talk about it a lot. 
and we'll let you see. It was the Holy Ghost that struck Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts dead. It was the Holy Ghost that struck Herod in the book of Acts uh, dead. Don't think God doesn't kill. Yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. And in Revelation 19, he said, In righteousness he makes war. That means the word kill there means uh, to, when God said, Thou shalt not kill me to do no murder or kill without a cause. But in, in, in Romans chapter 13, when we hear people want to talk about doing away with the police, God was the order of policing. Can you imagine the chaos if everybody had to police their own property? defining who the enemy was and what all we'd get into. What we're seeing is propaganda that has been pumped into our country by its own political system, think about that, to create such division, which we can see as an anarchy, we would call it that, but we can see in the day we're living in that it is a time of dreadful concern that if I'd done what I should do, I'd fly the flag upside down. Why do you do that? It means a nation in distress. And, that, and that's where we really are. We're in distress in this hour. And it's all happened because we've gotten our eyes away from God. You know, when I hear people say, lives matter. I heard one the other day, Palestinian lives matter. I agree with him. Black lives matter. I agree with him. White lives do too. Indians do too. Chinese do too. Even animal lives matter. Uh, but let me share something with you. Innocent, aborted babies, killing them matter to God too. We need to see that and recognize that. Or we're a nation full of hypocrisy. All right, we got to understand. Even in, in God's law, he even talked about animal lives matter. In fact, God said if you abuse, if you, if you take care of them, you can actually shorten your days by not doing it. And I could tell you the times I've watched God literally judge men because they abuse animals. So we don't discredit that. But we have actually worship them. We, we treat people like we used to treat our dogs. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we treat our dogs like we used to treat people. That's exactly what happened in Egypt. That's what perverted means. You're, you've got it upside down, inside out. The fall of Rome, it was five things that brought down Rome. Number one was an abundance of idleness. Imagine that. An abundance, abundance of idleness. They didn't strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. They were caught up in pleasures. They worshiped pleasures. In, in, in America, about 80% of the dollar after taxes is, is spent on some kind of pleasure. We are a nation given to appetite. 
And I want you to know we've met, we've got the W's mixed up. We worship our work, we work at our play, and we play at our worship. We've got all that twisted up. That's perversion. I don't know why we can't see that Jesus told his disciples, you are a perverted generation. Perverse means you've made it the opposite of what it was intended to be. Now let me tell you where your problem lies. If you're unhappy today, unfulfilled, you can't seem to find God's mind, all right? It's because you've got your appetites all in the wrong areas. Your appetites on everything but where they need to be. If you had to die in the next five minutes, how would you want to live the last hour before you die? At least you'd want to be prepared to get your heart back where it needed to be, and that's right with God. Think about that. Think about what is the number one requirement. In the Garden of Eden, it was the appetite of passion. Appetites is a passion. It was desires of self. Luke 9, 23, Jesus said, If any man will come after me, if he's willing, let him deny himself. The first enemy you've got to deny is you. That Judas became self-willed. Now let me explain something to you. Selfishness is defined as self-will. We see daddies caught up in their self. Mama's caught up in herself. They swap out, get involved. With it. They don't, they're not concerned about the family. They're concerned about their passion. So they'll sell out their kids, their wife, their husband to satisfy passion. All right, that's certainly an appetite called sexual fantasy. All right, intimacy. You can look, put whatever word you want to put there. All right, but it's there that we see the appetites. It's all twisted up. Now, if the Lord tarries and we get a new year, and I'm believing we will if we do, then we're going to start uh, get into uh, promoting an area. We're going to be looking at several things. Number one is how to get a hold of you. How you can get a hold of you. And only you can, you and God. And I want to share something with you, and I want to plant that thought probably every service I get up until the new year, is the only thing that you can really give God that is really yours is your desires. Now, I want you to think about what I just said. The only thing, the only way you can give yourself to God, the only way is to give your desires up. Put them in His hands. Lord, I, I give over to you. You bring in, in my life who you want. Lord, you, you, you supply the job. You, you show me. Not that I don't need to go look, but you open the door. If it's not the right one, close it. You know, it's amazing when you add, Lord, if, it's, if I'm missing your will, then show me. We need our hearts open to where we're listening to it. But we're listening. We, we're in a generation today where it was like Lot's time. Lot's wife had been in Sodom and she had learned the ways of Sodom. And it cost her her soul, her eternity, her family, every rich she ever had, and her future. Imagine that. Her desires cost her everything. Imagine that. We could say with, with Judas the same thing. His desires cost him everything. David, uh, on the other hand, now he had a son that God let die because it was conceived in adultery. Now, but he blessed the next seed, which was Solomon. And as you study the life of Solomon, here's what you'll find out. We're doing it in Bible study. If you come to Bible study, it would open your eyes. 
40 times, 40 ways, Solomon used the word, uh, the times God used, Solomon used the word God. Now keep this in mind. All but one of them, it meant God the, God the covenant maker, but not when he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. It meant God the creator. Why? He got out of that covenant. We read they had a covenant in the Old Testament. Oh yeah, many covenants. The first healing covenant in Exodus 15, 26, God laid it out. But there was a blood covenant in the book of Numbers. And God said he didn't see their iniquity or Jacob's, the house of Israel's sin. When he saw them through the blood covenant, he didn't see iniquity. David wrote, in fact, Paul wrote about it in the, in the book of Romans. We'll look at it later. That David clearly understood justified by faith. Isn't it amazing? Faith was only, the word F-A-I-T-H was only found twice in the Old Testament, but it's all through the Old Testament. It meant trust, it meant giving in to, it meant serving to one, putting confidence in one. Uh, Abraham was called the friend of God, meant lover. or uh, he, he loved him, he was first God's friend, and it was imputed unto him uh, as for righteousness. Think about that. Uh, and that, that relationship with God brought right, and it's called imputed righteousness. Now, all right, you got it not by works. There's something he did do. And we find the same is true with us. Here's what people will say to us today, that God loves everybody. That is the gospel. Yes, he does. He loves everybody. Yes, he does. Everybody that's in hell, Everybody that's ever been born, he, all he, he's ever created. And we're going to take a few minutes and talk about it. He loves all of that. But those that are in hell, that love him because he loved them, didn't get them out. And in Revelation 3, 19 and 20, God said, As many as I love, I rebuke and, and chasten. Listen. Oh, listen at him. Repent. Repent, he said. Or... He said, repent and love me back. He said, Zaya, show your zeal. God, as many as he loved, he rebuked and corrected. Repent and be converted. We find it said many ways in Acts 3, 19. Repent and be converted. Be zealous, therefore, or love me back. Love me back. God wanted help by repentance. How do you love God back? By repenting. By repenting or turning back or doing things his way. So there's a lot I want to point out this morning as we get into. I want to give you a few facts that I think need to touch your mind this morning. I try to do this every time we get up. There was a, somebody said, well, how do we know this Christ thing is true? How do we know it's real? All right. All right. Now I'm going to give you just a few. The, the first two cells that were formed in human life, one of them came from the, uh, from the, think about it, the seed of Adam. When we think about him, the egg of Eve. All right? Now keep in mind as we begin to look at it. All right? Adam, Adam had the seed. Eve had the egg. They both were a cell. When those two cells connected, in nine months they created, and I want you to listen to this, 47.2 billion cells. Those two cells in nine months created 47.2 billion. Now think about what two be, a trillion, I'm sorry, trillion, 47.2 trillion cells. That is mind-boggling. It takes 100, 
a hundred, think about it, a hundred thousand, think about it when we t- take thousands and we put it in hundred thousands, ten hundred thousands make a million, ten hundred million make a billion, and so forth as you go up to trillion. Look at how many we're talking about here. So that the eyes would work right, the ears were in the right place. God deformed, and you want to say that just happened? A big bang? Think, think it evolved? Really? Boy, it took a brilliant brain to do all of that. Look at how big he is. And we're going to talk about how big Jesus is. We're going to try to help us see. He's so big that he's created everything in the heavenlies. He has beings on other planets. We've taught this for nearly 50 years. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Scientists are now admitting it. Isn't that something? Our country and four other countries now have acknowledged there's life on at least four other planets they know for sure. Now, they know there's creation out there. Well, I got news for them. It's a lot more than that. And the scientists tell us at least a tenth of them are habitable. We know that for sure. All right, now. So God has been creating ever since. He never had a beginning. We're in a, I know it's hard for you to understand when, when God created something, he was outside what he was creating. He wasn't part of it. He was outside of it. He brought it into existence because he's always been. He's from everlasting to everlasting. And he explained all that. He's omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He has all power, all knowledge. He, he can be anywhere he wants to be or he can be in one place if he chooses. He can do that. There, there is no limit to God. He has no limit. Think about that, except what his own laws have laid out. But he has laid out many laws for you and I. And we're going to look at them. They're called Proverbs and Parables. And as we get down to some of this, we'll understand it a little better. And why the Christmas story. With all the millions of religions, nobody ever come up with an idea of a virgin birth or dying for Isn't it something... They, they, the best they could come up with, you've got to work good enough to get to heaven. Scientologists and many of your other, other religious cults believe that reincarnation. 
All right, you got to evolve. You, you become, you was a sail, a tadpole, a frog, a monkey, or whatever. Then you evolved into a boy. That's really some kind of, that's some kind of evolving. I can tell you that right now. Darwin's idea even came out of some of that. Or some of them believe that they died and they come back as different ones. I, I had a possum get on my porch the other day. I wonder what ancestor, whose ancestor that was. Think, think about how ridiculous, how, how, how weak-minded we have to be to buy into that. We're living in a society that is accepting that and teaching that in many universities. How weak-minded can you be when we got Supreme Court that don't know whether you're a boy or girl? And let you decide that later on in life, what you want to be. What in the world are we insane? What has happened to us as a reasonable thinking nation that has been exalted to the heavens? How did we get here? How did we get here? By not standing up against wrong desires. That's where it started. And then it went plumb crazy. You can be whatever you want to be. Well, I want to encourage you. In Matthew 2 and Numbers 24, we get that far this morning. You can read about the star of Bethlehem and you'll read. You'll read about it. You'll see it's prophecy in the Old Testament. And the wise men knew to look for the star. And they saw Jesus. The church is looking for Jesus to come. Fools are not. Fools are going to be left here to fight each other and be chaos like they've never known. And the church could be taken out. It's called intimate. Baptist Church of God, any major denomination believes in some kind of rapture. Oh, there's a couple of three that do not. All right, they, uh, they do, but they believe it's at the end of, of whatever. I won't get into that end of the world. All right, they, so they do believe it, but in a, a different concept. All right, but your major evangelical organizations believe uh, in a rapture. And we believe in a second advent of Christ, as we know, if, you, if you're a Christian. And 10 years ago, 80% of the world believed that. 80% of the world believed in the virgin birth and believed Jesus was the only way to heaven and all that 10 years ago, as late as about seven years ago. But what has happened to America now? Look at the way it's behaving. Look at what's going on, and we've learned nothing. We can even watch our own history. and we, did, did we forget who armed? Who armed the Iranian people? There, I remember Jimmy Carter days. Who armed? Uh, who who gave money? Russia. Russia was there, and 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 we look at the Chinese government. Many things that they've always been involved in, and yet we got a country now because of appetite. Don't want to see it. We're in trouble. But we got a church world that don't want to see it too, and they're in trouble too. So if your heart is not right with God and you're not under the blood of Jesus, you'll be left here when that rapture takes place. Imagine that. Now, here's the interesting thing, and you could people ask all kinds of questions. Does the Bible cover it? How about a baby that's in the mama and the rapture takes place? It's alive, isn't it? It sure is. Well, if the rapture takes place, what happens to that baby? That baby's going to heaven whether the mama does or not. All right, so it'll be a baby then? No, well, think about it. No, it's a rapture. Many scholars believe it grows up to maturity. How about that one? What is maturity? 18, 21? You know, somewhere in there, but they believe that. Why? Because God has no reasons for babies in heaven after the rapture. We're going on to his plan, uh, as we'll be looking at. All right, and we find it in Corinthians 15. It's raised to maturity. Many scholars bring that idea. 
and it's something you need to look at and understand. All right, now, because it's about the purpose that God has. Does the Bible tell us? Yes, it does. And it's amazing what you will find when you read it. The Abraham Accord. Right now, all 50 states have access, all right, to the COVID-19 uh, uh, vaccination. Well, thank God. That, I'm glad. I'm thanking God for it, and it'll get around to everybody eventually. But thank God the church has had God's protection all along without a vaccination. I thank God even better for that because he's kept them from it, and he can do that. He's a big God. How many of you know he can? Yes, he can. All right. Now, uh, when we see crazy ideas that people have, the me I see is the me I'll be. Good thoughts, isn't it? Who is it? What is it? How is it? You see God in your way. You're looking at your plan to live your life. How do you see it? Well, there's a lot we want to get into and a lot we want to talk about, and I want to get started here into the Word of God quite a bit this morning as we begin to look and break down the story. We'll look at the wise man. We're going to look at the Christmas story. We'll look at why Jesus had to come. Number one, we do know that the life of the flesh is in the bloodline. It's in the blood. Now, I was a kid in the 70s, about 60-some-odd, I believe it was Life Magazine put the article out. Uh, that same year, the same magazine put out God was dead, and guess what they died? The magazine company did. They, <laughs> they went under. All right, but now keep in mind, of course, they bounced back recently, but I, I run by a different group. But I don't want to go there, just make mentioning of it. But they also said uh, life of the flesh is in the blood, medical science says, is a fact. And they, they said what they were talking about if, if you've got a healthy body, if you've got healthy cells, the blood will show it. If you have diseased cells, it'll show it. So the, the first thing you do when you go into a hospital to check you for sickness, they draw blood because it'll be in the bloodline because the blood is a source to bring life to all the cells. Your cells will die if blood can't flow through it. My son had to have a graft uh, where they made him a belly button. His name is Adam. The first Adam didn't have a belly button, and mine didn't either. How did he lose his? Through surgery. How did that happen? He had lost a huge amount of weight, and they cut all that excess flesh off, to, off of him. He lost some weight by simply diet, no pills. He ate fat-burning food, lost 300 pounds in two years. Don't say that can't happen. He done it. It's on the Internet. You can find his story, but it, he certainly did, and he never gained a pound during that two-year period. Now, he ate fat-burning foods. I learned in a school. I won't get into that right now. I'm just mentioning it. But when they made him a belly button, all right, in the hospital, uh, he was uh, right there. I saw it. Every day they would bring in a leech, and they would bring it in in a, medical, in a medical container, take it out, and put it on that piece of skin they put there and let it suck the blood. The leech had to suck the blood up through that skin. And that blood that was in him brought life to that flesh, and he grew a belly button. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it's amazing what, uh, what medical science has learned. They took maggots, and they sometimes would use surgery with maggots because their teeth are so little and, and that they will not eat anything alive, only dead, only dead flesh. Think about that. They only want dead flesh. 
so you could trust a maggot uh, better, better uh, in some cases than you could a surgeon uh, with a knife, if you want to say it like that, all right, because he might cut some wrong flesh, but those, those, those maggots wouldn't. Nature had control of them. Whose nature? The book of Job told us it's the Holy Ghost, God. Boy, I tell you what, that's something out there, nothing out there. It's amazing how he can make animals do better than what we can do sometimes. That is really amazing. He'll outdo us and outperform us if we really want to know and see how, what God can do. They are there. He, we, I thank God for medical science. I believe in doctors. I've got one. Certainly I do. Jesus said, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. We're not idiots or fools. No, certainly not. But I do know, I do know you can take all the medicine in the world, but if it ain't God's will, if, if it's against God's will, you won't get healed. I don't care what anybody says. When it's your time to go, you're going to go. And people die young. I've done funerals of babies, of, of 10-year-old kids, 13-year-olds. It's got fairly common in the last 10 years. A very young, younger people, we've never seen so much, where parents was outliving their kids. What calls that? The lifestyle, the way they're living. The way they're living. Who said that? God did. God made it clear. He made it clear in Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Obey your parents in the Lord. For it is right. God said this is right. God said obey them in the Lord. All right? Those that ask you to do things according to God's word. What that in the Lord means. Not against God. No. They want you to drink or party or sin? No. But doing the things of God, yes. It is right, and it's the first command with promise. What was the promise? Keep reading Ephesians 6, 1. That it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. You can prolong your days and have a healthy life. Isn't that amazing? God laid it out. Well, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Certainly it is. The bloodline comes from the dead. All right, as we notice, the mother furnishes the egg, yet in the book of Genesis we will see God talked about the seed of the woman. It's the first reference in the Bible of a virgin birth. Not Isaiah 7. Uh-uh. Right here in Genesis 3. We'll read it in just a little bit. Want us to see it, have our attention called to it. Now notice with me carefully. Christmas, the season is God's answer. This season is God's answer to all His creation about the proof of his love for all that he has created. Not just about uh, human beings as we know them, but it's about, it, it's, it has to do with angels and everything. Christ was in reference, and we're going to see why that was. We'll understand that later as we get the whole picture. We'll even understand why God created hell. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. One third of the angels went with him. So when you imagine angels are in heaven and they're perfect, but by a desire listening to Lucifer, he persuaded them, they listened and followed, and they got cast out and couldn't get back. In the 103rd Psalm, David wrote this, not Solomon. David wrote this in the 103rd Psalm, verse 14. God knows that we're but dust. We're but dust. David said that. God revealed things to David. Job said, the oldest book of the Bible, he said, catch this, those, though, though, though skin worms shall devour my flesh. And we know that medical science will tell you if you slept on a mattress 
any length of time and you'll get a magnifying tool or, or, or a, tel a microscope or whatever and look at your bed. It's got all kinds of little bugs on it and it also has, it also has, gets it, a lot of dead skin there if you just let it lay there a while. It'll wind up in your, in your room and on your curtains and on the wall and wherever it can go. You'll breathe some of it. I'm telling you things uh, to give you some excitement here before dinner. All right. But anyhow, they're there. All right. Your flesh is decaying. That it is. Those skin worms shall devour my flesh. Yet in my flesh shall I see God. Job, the oldest book of the Bible, said that that body, resurrected body, has flesh. People will look at you and say, what? That's what Luke said. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, come follow me. You'll see that no spirit has flesh and bone, not blood, such as you see I have. Not blood, flesh and bone. I want you to get a hold of that picture. Flesh and bone, such as you see that I have. That is an amazing, amazing event here. All right, as we begin to look at it. But God allowed Lucifer to create, and let me go on. Lucifer, with the Antichrist, will make an image of himself. All right, that's a clone, if you will. And he will give it life. Oh, yeah, God will allow that. He has reasons for every bit of that. But Satan is going to be totally put to the end and totally in a defeated state when God's done. Satan is in, will be bound in a bottomless pit, but after a thousand-year reign, he'll be loosed. Why? Because those people there in that thousand-year reign have to be tested because they're going into what is known as an eternal society. Where are you finding all this, preacher? It's in your Bible. Really? Where? It's there. Come to Bible study. Uh, get in Bible school. You'll find out there's a pre-Adamite society. There's a millennial reign. All right? There's an eternal society set up on this earth after the thousand years. But guess what happens as we'll look at it in one of those time periods. It, God's going to open up places. Isaiah 66, 22 through 24, we'll read that he opens up the earth and there'll be people, angels even, we'll let you read it in your reference Bible, will be go over and to look into hell and see the souls of men that, that died where their worm dieth not and the fire's not quenched. A worm's one of the four Hebrew words for soul. All right, it's the core as we'll look at it. All right, now, Gihana, Kiber, these are Greek and Hebrew words for the word hell. We'll talk about that too. And Sheol, we'll look at some of those too if we get that far. All right, but anyhow, let's first of all, before we go there, is we get it, this Bible has many things to say. Where you came from, how you got here, he told you a lot about himself, he told you a lot about God tells us an awful lot about him and the way he thinks. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. When a man's ways please the Lord, God will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. And he said, if you'll do my will, I'll give you your. That's a pretty good deal here. I want you to know, if you think you're getting conned or you're not going to be happy going God's way, the devil has fooled you because there's a happiness God can give. You don't get any other way. It only come that way. Are you going to get out of a bottle's headache, cirrhosis of the liver, financially busted, and condemnation, and a soul that's going to burn? That's how you're going to get out of drugs, pills, or any other, any other sensational desire you feed outside of the limits of God. God has laid them out. 
And he, he wrote it to the church at Galatia. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. Manifested means revealed. But if you read verse 16 through 19, he said, if you walk in the Spirit, you'll not war after the flesh, for they're contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would cannot do. So what is walking in the Spirit? The same he listed in Galatians 5. He tells you what the flesh was and then what the Spirit was. If you'll walk in love, joy, peace, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, goodness, and faith, you can overcome adultery, fornication, uncleanness, less sinners, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envy, revelings, murder, and drunkenness, and such like, as I've told you before, that they that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Who said that? God did. Who did he write it to? The church. As I've told you before and tell you again, that they that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And go, oh yeah. Then in 1 Corinthians 6, know you not or don't you know the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. He says it again. Neither shall fornicators, adulterers, idolaters. He said effeminate at men with women-like traits or abusers of themselves. He said with mankind, full-blown perversion. Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But now you wash. Now you sanctified. Now you justify. Just like they had an Old Testament way, a covenant looking to the Christ that was come, we have it looking back to the fact he has come. You may be in bondage to every bit of that. You can get free. That's why Jesus came, not only to tell you about something you need to be afraid of, but he'll give you power to get out of it. He'll give you a better life. He'll let you love life, see good days, be blessed, have money left over, enjoy life. Be happy. I don't know about you. Most of this generation is as miserable as they can be. I talk to them on the phone and by large numbers and all ages. And you know what I find? Old, young, unless they're Christian, they're miserable. Those that are sold out with God are happy as a lark, saying it can't be much longer, can it? No, it can't. Get excited about that. You can become one of them before the day's over if you'll just listen. 
Now, we're going to take you a little ways. First of all, let's understand God. In Isaiah 40, 18, he said, And to whom then will you liken God? Who can you compare God to? That's what all these other religions are trying to do. They come up with ideologies and ways to get to heaven. Oh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. My good outweigh my bad. I'm afraid I found out that you don't have any good. <laughs> Jesus said there's none good, no, not one. How many of you found out that's a fact? You know it's so. Uh, that's right. Your goodness, if it took your goodness to get to heaven, you'd never make it. Mohammed, the prophet of, of Islam, he said he wasn't. He, had, he didn't think he had made it yet at the time on his deathbed. Now imagine that statement. Have you done enough good to get you there? The, the guaranteed way they had was laying your life down. You had to die physically uh, for their God. That was the way. Our God laid his life down for us. That's a better way. I want you to know that's a better way. Our God fights for us, takes care of us, supplies for us. Oh, yeah, he does. He gives you a good, you can sleep good, eat good, be healthy. You can, it's utopia. That's why in John 10, 10, he said, The thief cometh but to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. In Romans 7, he said that we might reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Now, we can do it if we get Jesus in our heart. It's not hard. Not hard. But your problem is right here in your mind, your fantasy. This world has got us brainwashed. And in Luke 4, Matthew 4, Satan was called the pseudo ruler. What did that mean? He's the God of imagination. And boy, he began to tell, he started with Eve in the garden. Two stories we find the devil started in the Garden of Eden. One of them was once saved, always saved. Eve, Satan said to Eve, you'll not die. You'll just know as God. You're once saved, always saved. God said in Genesis 2, 17, the day you eat, you shall surely die. God said it, and they did that day, 24-hour day. Death meant separation now. Death was separated. Doesn't mean ceasing existence. You're going to live eternally somewhere. And we know a cherubim drove them out of the garden. Read chapter 3. God used a cherub with his sword and drove Adam and Eve out of the garden so they could not eat of the tree of life. That's what happens to people that backslide on God. They get out of church. They went out from us because they wasn't of us. No doubt had they been of us, they would have continued with us in First John as we read it. They went out from us that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. All right, so the devils pulled them out so they, they could not stay under a cleansing process with God. Let me show you how simple it can be for that baby Christian. First John 1, 7, John said, If we, John, the apostle of love, said in verse 9, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess it, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us, not from part, but from all unrighteousness. If we walk in the light, as he's in the light. We have fellowship one with another. You go to church. Then he said, And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You got to walk in the light. Get that picture. As he's in the light. That's what we do when we go to the house of God. We understand, we care, we apply. Now, notice with me. To whom then will you liken God or what likeness? He said, what likeness will you compare him? All right. Uh, now, notice verse 25. Now, I, when, when Central Park opened their restaurant years ago, they had chicken first. 
And then they sat down the chicken business and went to hamburgers, but had a chicken store. I've been around a long time. I love that chicken. All right, all right. And the same people that owned Crystal owned that back then, the Davenports then. All right, but keep in mind, keep in mind, when they wanted to advertise their Central Park burger, all right, all right, they compared it to the number one chain, McDonald's. Whoever it was that was going to open a hamburger stand would, would, would compare theirs uh, to the number one. Now, who then can you liken God? Because people have to say, what, God's the top. How can you go any higher than that? He's King of kings and Lord of lords. How many of you know he is? Sure we do. All right, now listen. Notice here, verse 25. To whom then will you liken me? Or shall I be equal, said the Holy One. Holy One. What are y'all going to do with this reasoning? All right, Isaiah certainly had a lot. He didn't just write about a virgin birth, but he could tell us what was in the fantasies of people's minds. All right, now as we'll read on and we'll talk about it, look at this one. He said it again in Isaiah 46. And by the way, Isaiah is called the little Bible. Why is that? There's 66 books in the Bible, and Isaiah has 66 chapters. It's the little Bible. The longest word that's in the Bible is there 27 letters in it. That's a lot of letters, isn't it? All right, but look at this one. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be like? To whom? I just mentioned a few things that God does about the life of the flesh. And 47, who can take two cells... We can't even make a seed. Who can take two? I said, man, can, we can't make a seed. We can take water and make ice. But Listen, think about it. We can take water. We can change the form of it. We can do that. We can melt the ice and get back water. Boy, aren't we smart? Yeah, we've really done something here. All right, but can we? How can we? I got a, a globe up there on the platform. And it's got three, a three-leg stand holding it, a pedestal, if you will, holding that globe, just the globe, just the, the symbol of the real one. The real one doesn't have anything. It's out there spinning 23 and a half degrees on its axis at 18,500 miles an hour, and it's slung in orbit. What keeps it there? Scientists say, well, the only thing we can call it is, is a gas, maybe. Boy, what a gas. <laughs> That's something, isn't it? Boy, we, we, can't, we have no way to tell it. No way. All right? Now, let's see what our science can tell us. NASA said, NASA said uh, the last solar eclipse we had, uh, as you know the story, most of them only last seconds. But the longest solar eclipse we ever had, guess, how, uh, guess when it was? NASA said it. I heard them tell it. It happened in the days of Christ, and they said it lasted three hours. Guess what time they said? 12 to 3. Isn't that something? I believe I read that in my Bible. That's exactly the time even. How about that? Science, science agree. Not only that, history does. Cornelius Fastifus, Partithus. I've heard it said two or three ways. Partas. So I'm, not, I'm getting close, but I'm not even close to the way they say it. But you can look it up for it. All right. He was a Roman his soldier, uh, historian that said, 
He's a historian like Josephus and Tyrus was, historians in the day of Christ. I've got a set of books that were reprint libraries by from, from what Josephus taught, and he tells all that too. But the Roman historian, get this picture, the Roman historian uh, 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 said that a person named Jesus Christ that was a Jew and was crucified at the time period of the crucifixion of Christ. History recorded it back in the 12th century. Oh, we can go back a long ways. Yeah, it's a scientific fact. It is. It's medical fact. It is. We've, we've prayed, used the name of Jesus, and seen so many miracles I couldn't count them, and they happened instantly. I got them sitting here in this building. People that were delivered when nobody could help them. Jesus set them free. No medicine, no medicine can do that. Jesus can. Oh, ain't nothing he can't do. It's crazy, and we know it's so. But we're afraid of it. We're afraid we can't live up to it. We're afraid we'll be miserable. That's why we run from him. When the truth is, if you'll totally sell out, you'll know a happiness and completeness you never knew. Now, let's read on, though. What can you compare him, or what shall make, make him be like? All right, let's read on. Let's go on as we get, dig in. Now, here is what is known as Emmanuel. Jesus said he'd save his people from their sin. That's what Jesus means, his Savior. He'll save his people from, not in it. All right, Matthew one twenty one. he saves his people from their sin, not in it. All right, and keep that in mind. He'll save his people from their sin. And in John eight fifty eight, Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. He used the same term that God used. He, he, he was from everlasting to everlasting. I am, he said. Uh, he made himself equal with God. He certainly was and is, and we know that. All right, now, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And that means, as we read in the New Testament, God with us, or God incarnate, God becoming man. The Greek word is kenosis. All right, now it means the God-man, God two in one, as we'll look at it here. All right, he, he, he took on uh, the form of a man. Now think about that. He became man, is what you and I know. All right, but he was perfect God. Imagine that. That's something there. All right, he wasn't a weak little Adam. Oh, no, this is a powerful Christ. And through him, we get his strength, not Adam's. We draw Jesus' strength just like the daddy and the family's kids draw their, uh, their uh, qualities from the bloodline. is from the daddy, as we think about it and talk about it, how true that is. We draw from the bloodline that came, thank God, from glory, Holy Ghost power that flows in you and I. Now, uh, because God said, if you think about it, uh, the life of the flesh is in the blood, and so uh, he, God had to become a sin offering for us and die that he could freely give us salvation. But he could not do that legally in front of everything he's created until he could take the lowest form he's ever created of a man, which was dust, which was you and I, and he did. And he proved, if I, I can, I'll get one of them that will be willing to give me his son that came by a miracle. Just like uh, as we look at as as as... Uh, Abraham and Sarah, it was a miracle for them to have a child just like it was as we see the miracle birth in, in a type, in type I'm talking about, all right, because they were past the years of conception. She's 75, he's 100 or better. Imagine that. 
now, all right, before she conceived. Imagine that. That's un- unbelievable. It can't be. can't be. It can with God. And it was not Ishmael, it, uh, but it was Isaac, as we know. That's the one that God came. Ishmael was Sarah taking it in her own hands and created the problem we got in this world right now is a result of that. Sarah, uh, Sarah, Abraham's wife, wanting to do it her way. Anytime man's got an idea and wants to do it his way, all you're creating is a disaster. And as we look in the Bible, we would learn that. All right, but notice what happened. Wasn't it God didn't love Ishmael and his seed? He promised. Angels appeared and told them what he would do, but they wouldn't hear it. They were stubborn and rebellious, and I won't get into all that. All right, but anyhow, call his name Emmanuel, but let's go on. Pull it on up if you would. Revelation 12, 12. Now, I want you to notice some statements. And think about this. This Bible was translated in 1611. It came from what is known as the Latin Vulgate. It was a manuscript, so we can go way back as we look at the original manuscripts. You only had two, Westcott and Hort and the Latin Vulgate. The, the Catholic Bible even came from the Latin Vulgate, but some of your Bible translations today are coming from the Westcott and Hort many years later. Why would they want that? Because it was perverted. I can tell you why. All right, but look here in Revelation 12, 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. But notice this. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Therefore rejoice ye heavens. Heavens. Did you catch that little S there? They didn't make a mistake. There's a, pl- there's a planet called heaven. Boy, people really flip out when you say, oh, it has gates too. And if it's got gates, it must have walls. Wouldn't you think if it's got gates, it's got walls? I would think so. All right. They, we know there's quite a few gates around it. They are. There's pearly gates at that. All right. Now notice carefully here. Revelation 12, 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens. Three heavens. We'll talk about them later. And ye that dwell in... I want you to catch the word them. All three. I guess you noticed that. He did say that. All right. Now notice it. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth. So he compared them that dwell up there just like he did the inhabitants of the earth. This was a creation of God, angelic form, whatever they might be, but we know they're there. And some of them can can accommodate human beings. We know scientists know of quite a few that can. Like I said, four nations the other day acknowledged that they knew of life on other planets. They're not denying it anymore. The Pentagon came out in, uh, about a year or so ago and acknowledged about the spacecraft that they've been dealing with for years. I listened to the man from the Pentagon talk about it. He said, yes, we have no, no vessel that could travel at that speed. It's from somewhere else. Oh, yeah, that, that gets interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, either we want to say you're reading the funny book. Well, did they lie? They showed the pictures. It was there. No, we just don't want to hear it because it makes us uncomfortable. We're that way. When we don't want to hear truth, we get uncomfortable because we don't want to change. We're not going to change. What we, we do, we, we let desires form our attitudes and not us controlling our desires. God is able to change your heart. Keep that in mind. He will change you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. In Corinthians 5, 17, second. Listen at it in Corinthians 5, 17. 
Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new, a new creation. In fact, God gave him a ministry of transformation, constantly changing, as you, you can see. And, 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 and Corinthians, again, as we behold him, then are we, we change in that same image from faith to faith and glory to glory. You're changed as you put your eyes and set your eyes on God. You'll become like him. Well, notice here. All right, woe unto the habits of the earth and the sea, for the devil is come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time. There's a time when Satan is going to be made aware. His time is very short, and he's coming down with great wrath. Now, we, many Bible scholars believe we're in getting close to that time period to be manifested in full length. It'll be called great tribulation in the last three and a half years of that Abraham Accord agreement coming up. All right, but anyhow, let's go on if you would with it. I mentioned something that Isaiah also, the little Bible, had some other insight, not only about a virgin birth, it was found in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman. We'll look at that in a minute. When a woman doesn't have seed, it was talking about the seed God gave her. All right, she has the egg, as we know in other places. But there, in your reference Bible points out uh, the reference of the Messiah. And many, do not, I'm not teaching nothing. Normal denominations aren't too. Baptists teach it as well. Yes, they do. Isaiah 66, 20 through 224. Notice this. Notice as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As we get in and read, you need to know these things. That's why Bible studies are not boring if you can learn. My wife, when she got down toward death's door and for the last little while of her life, she constantly wanted me to talk to her and tell her things about the Bible, what she was going to experience, what the Bible said. She said, I want you to walk me through and I draw my last breath. Step by step, what does the Bible say? Which I did. She said, you know, have you talked to her? I said, sure, we've taught it. But you, you can't teach the whole Bible every time you get up. Y'all accuse me of that as it is now. I don't do that. All right, but there's so much there. All right, but it's there. You can read. Oh, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? 
It's an exciting thing. Well, notice here, I can tell you this, angels come to get you. You don't just believe here, that's for sure. And we've absolutely seen that happen. That, that would shock you. All right, now, Isaiah 66, 23 through 24, uh, for as the new heavens, new heavens, and the new earth, which I will make. He, he told it in Isaiah. It's a little Bible. You hear me say that? All right. He's going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Now, he's not going to do away with the world. He's going he's to renovate it. He's going to get red burned the filth out of it. And we're going to see how he does it. While, you're, while, while people are here, God will renovate it. Just like he took care of the Hebrew children went through the fiery furnace and didn't hurt them. When God burns out the filth, it won't affect them in any form. God knows how, and he knows how to take care of you and not hurt you. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain, shall remain, shall remain. He's moving his headquarters here in the book of Ezekiel. He said Jerusalem will be the hub. God's going to rule everything he's ever created, and he's constantly creating. Boy, it's a statement, isn't it? It is. All right. Now, he's going to rule it out of Jerusalem. That Jesus will be there, and they won't have electricity. They won't need electricity. No, no. The night will be his day, and the day will be seven times brighter because Jesus is in the city. He's called the bright and morning star. Boy, he is bright. He is bright. When you see that star, it was bright. That star represented of Bethlehem that Jesus is going to be the bright and morning star. Star, star, star. Get where that star come from, don't you? Yeah, it all ties together, as we will see. It's very interesting when we be, numbers, Isaiah, we're going to put it in every book we see statements about. That's why if you, we're going to see what he had to say about what the law was and what we learned under the law. It was simply a schoolmaster to bring me to Jesus. All right, I'm going to have to unhook. Time's getting away, but I want to get this far. Whereas the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, said the Lord. He's going to redo you and I are going to be something like, somebody said, well, what are we going to be doing then? Does the Bible tell us? Oh, yeah. We're going to be representatives of God. We're going to rule. We're going to help rule his kingdom. We will be like senators or like governors over states like that. We'll, be, we'll have our job to do. Well, I can't wait till I get mine going. I, I'm excited about it, thinking about it now. Can you imagine? Did you know angels fly? They do. Yeah. And guess what? You're going to fly. And you're going to do it without wings. I had a person one time said, is it to beam him up, Scotty? Is that what you believe in, brother? I said, as long as God's doing the beaming, if your name's Scotty, you'll go up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to joke about it, whatever you want to. But we can prove that book, man. I'm free and delivered. You're not. You've got the addiction. I don't. Later on, I led that man to Jesus through letting him see a miracle. He was blind. He told me how stupid he was. He said demons would come over him. And well, I've, seen, I've watched people do that. So I know that's true. Demons. God's, Isaiah also said they have eyes to see and they won't see, ears to hear and they won't hear. Isaiah said that too. He said an awful lot about the whole Bible. That he did. All right, but look here. Look here. For as the new heavens and the earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, said the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. So shall your seed and your name remain. I want you to catch those terms. Very interesting. Let's keep on. And it shall come to pass 
that from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. They're going up uh, to worship God in Jerusalem, as you and I know what God said they're going to do. There's a highway there called the Highway of Holiness, and there'll, there'll not be any unclean person walk on it. The, the, fa- the discouraged people, they won't be there no more. Just getting on the highway, going up. Any, any negative junk's gone. Can you imagine? Hey, can you imagine the, the instant victory? Living in the presence of God, what a great time uh, that would be. Think about it. They shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. Where are they going to look? They're hell holes. They're going to open up all over. They'll be able to go over and look. Why? For their worm, which is a Hebrew word for so, one of the fourth translations, shall not die, neither shall the fire be quenched, and they shall be a whoring to all flesh. My God, look at that. All right, now, no day. I want you to read what this reference scholar that done this reference Bible was considered in his day the most brilliant of all time and still is uh, with, with major, most of them, he'll tell you that. Here's how he rendered it. I want you to catch this. This refers to all men of all ages who have died in sin and will be sent to eternal hell where their worm will not die and fire not quench. It is clear here the carcass and the worm are in a fire. All right, now notice this. That's the soul, the soul of man. But if you notice the carcass, it don't burn up. All right, read on. All right, which shall never be quenched. That means it never cools off. There's never a comfort. There's never a rest. No water to drink. No food to eat. No Mayfield's ice cream. Think about it. That ought to be enough to change you right there. All right, notice it. They will be a whoring to all flesh living on the earth. The purpose of this, of opening uh, to hell, will be to cause coming generations to whore sin and its consequences. When natural men, they have eternal life in the natural body. When natural men can actually see into eternal hell, it would be a great warning to them that walk in the ways of God. Not only men of the new earth, but angels also. Yeah, because a third of them did fall. So the rest of them need to be reminded there's a judgment for that. Let's read on. And all other beings, did you catch it? all other beings? We know he has living creatures. He has angels, common angels, cherubs, seraphims. Uh, he has that. He has living creatures. What all does God have? Uh, we know heaven even has animals in it. Because we're going to ride a white horseback. We know about that. We know there's mountains of brass, walls of jasper, gates of pearl, streets that are pure gold. Can you imagine that? Not paved with it. All right, and they're clear and you can see through it. Notice it. And all other beings will be able to look into this place and see how horrible the punishment of sin can be. Horrifying as they... they Oh, maybe the view may be God's best method of keeping eternal generations in line with his law. Now, God used the term parables and proverbs, and he connected them many times because there's many laws connected with it. As we're going to look and see how they intertwine. There's the, if, to understand prophecy, you've got you to know what a parable is, what a proverb is, what a parenthetical is, what the law of prophetic perspective means. We, gotta look, we find those terms in your Bible. Let's read on. 
his laws and commands in line with his laws and commands as they progress in the new earth and the eternal future. Now, I know some people have never heard that. What is that man talking about? It's in your Bible. You've been wanting to say that, that Bible is a myth? Really? Really? He said the life of the flesh is in the blood. That proved to be true. He caused a deep sleep to come on Adam, opened up his side, took out a rib, and he made woman. Deep sleep is what the surgeons use when they operate on you. They got it from the Bible. He was put to sleep and do surgery. That's where they learned how. He said on the eighth day, God told Moses, don't circumcise the children of Israel uh, until the eighth day. What happens on the eighth day? Vitamin K. Ask any doctor. I've done it many times. Vitamin K is formed in the body the eighth day. Why? Well, I don't know. I just see it. Now, we can give them a shot now, but he said before we had the shot, you had to wait till the eighth day. I said, I can tell you why. We know what eighth meant, new beginnings. It was to get rid of excess flesh. It meant to stay pure. God wanted you to get yourself cleaned up and stay that way. He wanted to be sure they understood it. We understand when he talked about getting rid of excess flesh or appetites that you've added on you shouldn't have right, in your life. We could get into that. Uh, so we understand why God used it. All these things, but, but we see so many, as far as the east is to the west, in, 100, 100, uh, in the book of Psalms, as, as we, he mentions that, as far as the east is to the west, I'll not remember your sin against you anymore. There's no limit to east to west because of the equator. It's unlimited, just like hell's unlimited. Uh, north to south there is. Or how about this one? Isaiah again, 40-22. Isaiah 4022, it's he that sits on the circle of the earth. That wasn't that's found in Isaiah. That small Bible within the Bible. Isaiah 4022. It's he that said, God said the earth was circular. It's translated in 1611. Everybody believed the world to be flat because of the water. It'd fall off. The only book it said it wasn't was God's Word. It's all, I want to show, I want to read the man that'll show me it's an error. When God talked about Sodom and Gomorrah and he destroyed it with fire and brimstone and they just now, as the Dead Sea's been drying up, they actually see the salt pillars there and they saw that flint rock and the guys, the scientist said he had never believed if he hadn't saw it. I watched him cut it out of the, the bank there and struck it and it lit like a match. He said, my God, wow. He said, everything in that Bible is true. Sure it is. It's not an error. Sometimes we misinterpret or I hear people take portions and build doctrines around it. Like, like, there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. I hear that nearly every day on radio. They quote Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 1. But only a portion. That's what Satan done in the garden. That's what Satan done with Adam, uh, with Jesus in the wilderness. He quoted portions of verses jump down here. He's delivered the angels to take charge, to protect thee. And Jesus said, it's also written, you'll not tempt the Lord thy God. You've got to keep reading. Now, if you drink any deadly thing, not to go do it. Alright, keep, keep that in mind. Alright, but, but we see the, these ideas that p- people get and they, it's mis- misleading. Well then, what does Romans 8, 1 say? Say then. There is therefore now no condemnation of them who are in Christ Jesus. Comma, who are they who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit? How about that man that's walking after the flesh? There is condemnation in him. That's why you need the blood. That's why you feel guilty sitting on a church pew. That's why you said you were saved 25 years ago because you cried. 
I used to watch Church of God people slap people on the back when they'd fall on the floor and say, God just sanctified you. Well, every time anybody hit the floor, I guess they got sanctified. That was an emotional experience of the presence of God. It doesn't mean God set them free from anything. Sanctification means you get separated. And it, he sanctified us with the Holy Ghost. He sanctifies us by separating us. We got to understand it. They don't read the whole... Just, if you keep reading, like in, well, they give unto them eternal life. No, no one able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. No one's greater than he. That's John 10. Let's back up and read the verses before. You are not my sheep. My sheep, he said, hear my voice and they follow me. And I, those people, but you're not in my sheep. They hear my voice and they follow me. Now, if you hear God's voice and follow him, you can have it. God didn't lead you into the bar. God didn't lead you into the house of prostitution. God didn't lead you to murder and kill. There's condemnation there. That's why you got to get under the blood and stay under the blood because we have failures. How many of you know we do? Yes, we do. We need Jesus. And if we don't see that, this society's going to perish. A rapture will take place and they'll be left here because they didn't get under the blood. We've got to be born again and you've got to maintain that daily and you can do it. Certainly you can. Well, it's unhooking time. It's late. For those that are watching through social media, I hope we stirred your interest a little you'll watch this afternoon and we'll pick it up as we talk about the purpose of Christmas, why Christ came, what all he can do. We throwed out a lot of thoughts out there for you. Does God have answers? To, I got many questions. He's got many answers. Does God have somebody for me? Yes, he does. Does God have a job for me? Yes, he does. Does God have a special one for me? Yes, he does. There's a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I can prove that. We can show it to you about 30 different ways. Yes, he has the perfect one. Is it worth waiting on? Yes, it is. He has the best job for you. Yes, he does. God will give you a peace. There's many ways he can talk to you. Dreams, visions, peace. There's hundreds of ways, but those are major ones. He spoke to Jesus, uh, to Joseph when he wanted to hide Jesus. He'd done it in a dream. Dreams are very powerful. Oh, yeah, they are very powerful. Gifts of the Spirit, he speaks by his word, but he'll never give you any vision or dream or whatever that's contrary to what the word says. It'll always harmonize. Many ways you can just why I ask people sometimes, what did that mean when you, what did it mean to you? And then we look at a cross in it before you, and you can analyze dreams many times and see right where you, you're staying right down the middle. If you stay under the blood, God will talk to you. He will do it. And he's got many ways of doing it. He'll help you. You don't have to struggle around. And when you get, to, when you get that right one, God will let you know that's the right one. There's something different about them above all of them. If you've, ever, if you've spent life there, why, how many of you know that's true? Let me see your hand fly up. You think you've met the right one? All right. All right. How many of you knew what the wrong one was? <laughs> Some of you heard voices that said, Run! Get out of here! Joseph left his coat, didn't he? Yeah, he did. All right. You can find the right one, and you can. All right, I want to believe with you. We certainly want to do that. And let's, let me share something with you. Anybody can be the right one. It's that they're not going to, they don't want to, and they probably never will. So time's going to let you see that. And you know, there's ways you can test it. We'll tell you all about that in another study. But I want to pray for these that are watching. 
You need God to move in your life. You need a miracle. You want your life restored. Yes, you've made a mess of it. Who hadn't? We all have. But the Lord can salvage what's left. Yes, he can. We may have some time. I'm believing we do. It could be two or three years. I don't know for sure. But I do know it could come tonight. We have hundreds of reasons why we need to always live with that in our mind. You need to live like he's going to come tomorrow. Be prepared. But be prepared just in case he don't. That's called occupy. Don't be foolish. Plan for tomorrow. Don't forget Mara's responsibilities. Lord, I lift these before you right now. Every person, every lost soul, every sick body, broken home, whatever their needs are, we pray for all of them. But the number one thing, Lord, for most of them is getting their heart right. Come to Jesus. Pray this prayer daily if you need to. Father, I come to you a sinner. I'm lost. I'm on my way to hell. I need Jesus. I, you, you want to pray until you know for sure. I need Jesus in my heart come into my heart. I receive him as my Lord. You said in Romans 10, 8, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart, God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be faithful. With the, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. It's in the heart. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Simple. You can get on that road. Do it now. Get up from there and thank him for it. Tell somebody about it. Catch our program coming up. Get in a good church where the word of God is taught, where the plan of salvation is clear, and there's plenty of good churches around that do that. Till the next time, God bless you. May God keep you. God help you. Everybody else that's here this morning, I want to give you your opportunity to stand if you would. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.